back to Cresta in the Afternoon. As I mentioned at the top of the hour, it seems almost implausible to me that we're already at the second Sunday in ordinary time, but here we are. And I know that uh, Lent is fast approaching. As uh, is our want here at uh, Cresta in the Afternoon, we're going to have a reflection on this Sunday's Gospel where Jesus calls two disciples by asking them what they are looking for. They then tell their brothers that they have found the Messiah. To help us with this, uh, to understand more about it, I'm joined by Peggy Stanton, who's the author of From the White House to the White Cross. She's a dame of the Order of Malta. She was ABC News' first female Washington correspondent. She's hosted many programs on Ave Maria Radio, including the Malta Minute with the Catechism. And her newest book is The Order of Malta Minutes with the Catechism. And I know that she is certainly no stranger to this show. So, Peggy, welcome. Thank you, uh, Matthew. It's, it's good to talk with you again. It always Do I is. Hear you're in Rome or you're in Washington? Uh, I'm back in Washington. I had the, the privilege of spending Christmas uh, in Rome, uh, as Ooh, well as let's take part in the, the conference of marking the one year anniversary of Pope Benedict's passing. Oh, right. Uh, it was uh, yeah. Yeah, a privilege to be there and also to spend uh, New Year's there. Uh, it's it always was, a great privilege to be there, though, isn't it? Hard to imagine, though, it's been a year already since uh, the passing of uh, Pope right. Benedict. Yeah. Well, here we are, as I, I mentioned, the second Sunday in Ordinary Time, and I know that uh, you have some great reflections on this. So let's start, if we could, with the, I'll just read uh, the gospel, and then we can dive right in. So the reading for the gospel is John chapter 1, 35, 42. John was standing with two of his disciples, and as he watched Jesus walk by, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following him and said to them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they went and saw where Jesus was staying, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, was one of the two who heard John and followed Jesus. He first found his own brother Simon and told him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. Then he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, the son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. So, Peggy, this is uh, the the Lamb of God passage, as it's often described. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's the scene here? What what are we looking at? Well, uh, you know, uh, it's... In some ways, it's a little confusing because we're we're thinking of the baptism in the Jordan, and it's certainly not clear here that this coincided at the same moment with the uh, baptism in the Jordan, because we're focusing on the calling of the apostles, and it's so remarkable, isn't it? Uh, I've always thought of that, even since I was a kid. That what was it that made those apostles drop everything at the moment he called and came to him so but my reflections matthew are are not my own <laughs> i don't trust my own <laughs> i go right to the catechism um so so paragraph 486 um quotes the acts of the apostles in stating The whole life of Christ will make manifest how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. 
the the baptism and the Didache Bible gives this summation of of a, a lot of the passages that I'm going to read from. Uh, Jesus is the Lamb of God in no need of repentance, but he came to be baptized to identify with sinful humanity. So then we go on to paragraph 536, which says the baptism of Jesus is on his part the acceptance and inauguration of his mission as God's suffering servant. He allows himself to be numbered among sinners. He is already the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Already he is anticipating the baptism of his bloody death Already he is coming to fulfill all righteousness. That is, he is submitting himself entirely to his Father's will. Out of love he consents to this baptism of death for the remission of our sins. The Father responds to the Son's acceptance, proclaiming his entire delight in his Son. The spirit whom Jesus possessed in fullness from his conception comes to rest on him. Jesus will be the source of the spirit for all mankind. And at his baptism, the heavens were opened, the heavens that Adam's sin had closed, and the waters were sanctified by the descent of Jesus and the spirit, a prelude to the new creation. Now, I, um, I'd like to hear just briefly before we go into 719 paragraph, your reflection, Matthew, as, as you listen to these several passages that I just read, it sounds uh, as if we're only talking about a human being, when in fact the Son is also God. But when we talk about the Father bestowing this and the Holy Spirit bestowing this, people might become confused. Do you think? Yeah, it's uh, a a passage, though, that uh, we see John at work. Uh, It Mm -hmm. says John standing with two of his disciples. And as he always does, John sees himself as such a secondary figure. Mm -hmm. And... That phrase of behold the Lamb of God, he, he mm-hmm. understood profoundly uh, mm-hmm. who Jesus was. And mm-hmm. that, that tells us in many ways what we need to know. And then as the passage progresses, the references to Messiah, mm-hmm. and which is translated as it says in the passage, Christ. Mm-hmm. So this is the Messiah, the one they have been looking for. Right. But then it, it's always interesting to me how Christ is always in command of these of the passages but of these moments mm-hmm. where they say they ask him questions mm-hmm. and his his answers are always so decisive mm-hmm. come and you will see mm-hmm. it's an invitation but boy isn't it so much more than just an yeah. invitation right. it's a call right right don't you find that um throughout history really i mean of course starting with christ himself but um, messages from heaven mm-hmm. often are very, very subtle. There is so much meaning behind the apparent message. There's a lot of hidden nuance. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. And, um, yeah, I know you'll be getting into uh, paragraph 719, yeah. but this, yeah. this idea that John, uh, John the Baptist 
is more than a profit. And mm-hmm. I know that that's an important aspect to understand. Uh, but this idea of coming forward to bear witness to the light. But then we, we talk about in these passages uh, that Christ, as it says, allows himself to be numbered among mm-hmm. sinners. Mm-hmm. But he is already the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. So already he understands. But it is the rest of us who have to come to that understanding. Right. And and I think um, when we say that it sounds as if he's... Uh, only referring to a human being who is receiving this anointing from God even though he is God the the, uh, fact that John the Apostle said that he stripped himself of his Mm -hmm. divinity emptied himself of his divinity so that when you read these things you realize that that in ways that I don't know that we'll ever understand until we're on the other side, is that um, he he didn't want to feel things through his divinity. In order to really participate, he had to fully um, receive them through his humanity. Yeah, and and that very technical term, of course, kenosis, of this Mm self-emptying of Christ that uh, we see put to such great effect by by Paul in, I think it's the epistle to the the Mm -hmm. Philippians, uh, that he emptied himself. Mm -hmm. And and yet here in this passage, we see this at work, and Mm -hmm. and it's a a remarkable moment, I think. Yeah. Well, as you you quoted part of it, uh, 719, paragraph 719 says... and we have used this before, but I think it bears uh, repeating with this gospel. John the Baptist is more than a prophet. In him, the Holy Spirit concludes his speaking through the prophets. John completes the cycle of prophets begun by Elijah. He proclaims the imminence of the consolation of Israel. He is the voice of the consoler who is coming. As the spirit of truth will also do, John came to bear witness to the light. In John, the spirit thus brings to completion the careful search of the prophets and fulfills the longing of the angels. He and on whom you see the spirit descend, John says, and remain, that is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I've seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. Behold, the Lamb of God. In paragraph 1286, uh, in the Old Testament, the prophets announced that the Spirit of the Lord would rest on the hoped-for Messiah for his saving mission. And, of course, when the Holy Spirit comes down in a dove, that's <laughs> and rests on <laughs> Pretty clear, Jesus. yeah. Yeah, pretty clear. <laughs> The descent of the Holy Spirit on Jesus at his baptism by John was the sign that he was indeed was the one to come, the Messiah, the Son of God, and conceived of the Holy Spirit. He was conceived of the Holy Spirit his whole life, and his whole mission are carried out in total communion with the Holy Spirit, whom the Father gives him without measure. You know, uh, Matthew, when I was putting together... um, these minutes with the catechism for Mm -hmm. the book that came out, um, I had this strong, strong instinct 
to uh, put in some, to draw some illustrations of the hidden life of Jesus. And, uh, you know, most, I, well, the, uh, the editors, um, publishers didn't think that was necessary with a catechism. But I have since read many times this year uh, references to Jesus' boyhood, childhood, mm-hmm. boyhood, uh, even his teen years. Um, and I found myself, that's exactly what the illustrations that I was doing. And I think I just have the sense, as the catechism points out, uh, carefully points out that Christ's whole mission, and we'll see that in a further paragraph, his whole life on earth, he was carrying out his mission, not just in his Paschal, you know, in the Passion. He was carrying it out from babyhood on. Uh, He was the perfect man in modeling. So uh, I, I think that we're at a time when our Lord just really wants people to know what life was, you know, 30 years when you think about it, 30 years on this earth. What was he doing and and why, obviously God had a reason for him being here for 30 years and only three years in his public life. Well, we have the, uh, here we are with John's gospel at uh, John 21. There are also many other things that Jesus did. Well, we're thinking about Well, Peggy, thank you so much. And uh, everyone, uh, this is the gospel for the second Sunday in Ordinary Time. When we come back, I have a final reflection on somebody who passed away this week that we should get to know a little better. This is Cresta in the Afternoon.